1: All right. You know, you said something the other day that uh, that we heard somebody say that colleges, I heard it about SNL. We'll hit this very quickly. I think most people realize it. It helps you if someone says it down the road how to answer back uh, that uh, they have a liberal agenda. Right. And then and you said, don't. well, the colleges, they have a liberal agenda. I've heard that so many times on the news like, uh, and with people saying that. Uh, right, that, like
0: the professors are up there uh, – preaching uh, liberal doctrine or pushing liberal candidates. That's not true. You said, you said they... They have uh, a critical thinking agenda. Right. The <laughs> they, colleges can... They teach you how to critically think. Cr- right. And when you're able to do that and really analyze and understand honestly, honestly... You tend to become a little more liberal.
1: Right. For whatever the word is. Like even if we got rid of the word liberal or whatever, you tend to be more tolerant mm-hmm. and more accepting and more loving because you taught critical thought. Critical thought – and by the way, it doesn't always have to be taught in colleges. But I think we say college a lot because it is a place where a shit ton of it can get done. Mm-hmm. You know, You can only tell people what groups are like that they don't hang out with so much. That group is like that. And you should be – this group is wrong and that group hurts people and this group. And then when they go off to college – Young people a lot can go well. My parents really taught me a lot about what those people are like, but now that I hang out with them, mm-hmm. oh, I'm able to say not all people. Some people meet them, and there's so much hate in them from what they're what they were already taught that yeah, they might meet them and not even give them a chance. I'm not saying everybody runs off to college, meets the people that they only heard about, and some just, but a lot do go. Oh my right. god. You can tell me about gay people you want at my church and at my parents or my Senate, whoever whatever group. But um, yeah, I, I don't. That's not what they're like. You look now. You look crazy. You look crazy. Let me tell you something, parents. You don't want your kids to think you're crazy. And if you tell them shit that is batch shit wrong, and they find it out, the sad part is you probably do have other great qualities. There are people that have a lot or that are. I don't even like using the word homophobic because no one knows what it, you know, it, 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 people that don't that think people should pray the gay away. There's people that think you should pray the gay away that. It, yes, I believe there's gay people, but you should pray it away for those people that think you can pray the gay away. You might they might have other good qualities. No matter of fact, I bet they do. Not everybody that thinks that is a horrible, mean person. Some of them are loving and caring and have other great shit to teach their children. But if they find out you're bat wrong about that, what sucks is all that other good stuff that you did have to teach them, and you're not going to listen to that either, and that's your fault. Once you're crazy, not just a little off, When you find out something that your parents taught you was dead fucking wrong and as egregious as it gets, that's your fault and sad that they now might not listen to all the other wonderful, great qualities you had. And that's on you, not them. If if you were an intelligent person and someone said, hey, why don't your kids ever listen to you? Well, we taught them the most hateful thing you could and... Of course, it's our fault. Now they don't listen to anything we say. That's what. But that wouldn't happen. They would never... History didn't. keeps revealing that I'm on the wrong side, so they quit listening. Yeah. Well, every time there's a social crossroads, I end up looking wrong, and they eventually just went their own way. And when I say you have good things to teach them, and it's sad, I mean that. I know some people out there, and I've met people like that. They're not... The, the saddest thing I hear sometimes... I heard this from somebody that I know, but I don't want to say, say their name. But they go, oh, if you met my parents, they're not monsters. And I started to tear up a little because here's this person making their kid's life so bad just by misinformation. But he's taking the time to go. They're not monsters. And why is he doing that? Because their behavior sounds monster like. Right. As he's saying it, he's thinking you picture a scowl and a, to anybody that would because misinformation make another human being feel like they are not worthy and they should take their life some, in some situations or at least just make their life difficult. Thank God a lot of kids go, no, I know in my soul I'm fine. I just got some people around me that Oh, when that happens, that's the miracle. When they're able to go, this is making my life suck. But no, I know my soul is fine. I know my being is fine. I just get some people around me. But let's face it. That's what you do. And uh, he has to take the time to go, "No, no, no, they're not monsters. And it's like, I know. I know what you mean. I wouldn't if I met them, I probably wouldn't even just like them. I'd probably love them. But guess what? You make one bad call like that and then you lose your kids for. Unless you redeem yourself, you got to turn around and go, that was horrible what I did. But if you're not willing to do that, it's a shame that all those good qualities that fucking they're not going to listen to you. And they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. You were wrong on one thing. The And, and by the way, not only that you were wrong, no, be, no big deal about being wrong. You haven't admitted it. That's the crime. Right. Anybody that makes a horrible mistake and then admits it, that's almost more courageous than never making the mistake. Those people are miraculous.
0: Nobody ever wants to admit that they have, are wrong or have been wrong. That's a shitty thing
1: to have to come forward with. But
0: what's even worse is uh, continuing to be wrong. Right.
1: I think you're right, and I think people do it for all reasons. I think some people just do it because, yeah, hey, you, know, you we all know what it's like. Sometimes you want to be right. The younger you are, the more – and then sometimes as you get older, you get out of that. Hopefully, not some people. But some people do it because – they uh, – what did you just say about uh, – you? Want
0: to, the only thing worse than admitting oh. that you were wrong is continuing to
1: be wrong. I think some people do it for many reasons, the one I just said, and also because they think if they admit it was wrong, not all people, certain people – I'm talking about probably a small group of people that I know exist. If they think they say they're wrong, that validates it, and then they have to go through the rest of their life thinking they did something wrong. That happens a lot when it comes to parents with raising children that make – not. Normal, great—you know, as we said, great parents make mistakes. Believe me, we get it. You can be a kick-ass parent and make some mistakes. We're talking about mistakes that have gone past that, and they think, "Well, if I admit it, then I have to go the rest of." No, if you admit it, you're a hero. You're like, "Listen, we tried to do the best job we could as parents. Some parents, hey, by the way, some kids have to do this for parents." You know that have great parents, and they just go off the wrong, and they start doing drugs, and it didn't have anything to do with the parents. It works both ways, um, but often with the parent. So yeah, to be able to say, "Look, we we tried," but that in hindsight, it was um, it was unforg- I feel like it was unforgivable, and, and and you know whatever comes out of your mouth, and you know what's going to happen if your children turned out all right, and a lot of times they did, in spite of some things you did. It's going to make you. This crazy bond, like they're not going to hold on. They're not going to be like, well, I have great parents, but no, they're going to go like, I have great parents, but I wish they would have never done that. They're going to go, I have these miraculous parents that were able to acknowledge it. It's not going to hurt your relationship. Right.
0: And don't hold on to opinions. Um, like uh, I was arguing with my dad and he said, I, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change mine because my opinions are my opinions and they're not going to change. I go, well, that's where we're different because... My opinions are always subject to change. If I take in new information and reevaluate, fuck yes, I'll change my mind if I figure out I was wrong. So people like to hold on to their opinions and think that, that that's their character well, set in stone. And it, it should never be.
1: You, you know how I know what you mean? And I'm going to say this and, and it says, you know, the way we get in people's heads Is because we've usually done the behavior we're complaining about them. It's in the doses that we've done it. It's how old we were when we did it. I can tell someone's lying. I don't think they realize that you can still make a point when you go, how do I know you're lying? I've lied. (laughs) Do you think that I can't admit that? No, I've lied. And, and of course, I still make lies. But as you get older and you see when you're making – let's first of all get rid of lies and making for no reason. As you get older, let's get rid of those, hopefully. I'm not saying all people do. I'm saying hopefully. You don't turn into a perfect person, but you go, yeah, let me try to get rid of those lies. Let me try to right. not lie when, oh, fuck, it'll take me 10 seconds to be honest and I have to deal with something in answer to. Let me try not to just lie and lie. But if you don't, that happens. You just turn into an adult that's just doing those same lies. But I know what it's like to lie. And I was referencing, you said something about um, uh, holding on to your opinions. Right. Because. I thought about it. You know, I don't want to be the Fox News. Let's let look. If you love Fox News, we're just talking about you don't want to be the news that just, uh, you know, doesn't have critical thinking. That just, just they know the end result and they're going to try to show whatever they can to make that end result look real. So I think we could all do it sometimes, slip into it. And I thought about it. And this comes full circle to you saying, you know, hold on, you know, letting go of something. You know, don't you don't have to lie to try to make your point, you know. Um, I hope that's what you said, um, but uh, there was a tr- there was, and I wish someone would do this. Listening, I really wish somebody would do this. I'll make it quick. There was a Trump uh, thing where they sent the guy who says free hogs down to the Trump rally, and then he went down to the uh, the uh, Bernie. Bernie rally. Look, I think. Yes, I think there would be a tremendous more people at the Bernie rally that uh, we're going to be more loving. I think the, it could factually be. But I don't think they did a great job on the video, even though I love that the, the guy who does that hugs campaign, you know, holding up the sign free hugs because it looked edited. And you, and to try to change the other side, you, they can't look at it and go, yeah, they went to the Trump rally for three minutes. This right. does come full circle, believe it or not. And then they went down to the Bernie rally. Yeah, obviously for what, an hour? You know, that's they didn't. But that's what it seemed like. I, I thought, what if I went down? I sent someone down to the Trump rally. And look, my gut feeling tells me what I think is going to be the outcome of it. But I want to do it the honest way. And I thought, what if I went down to the Trump rally? I get a black friend. You bring him down. He holds the sign that says free hugs. But for five minutes on the clock, with someone almost there to verify it, you're not going in to edit it, and then you go five minutes to Bernie. And what if I went to Trump? This is on my own. I don't mention it. And they were pretty fucking nice to him. They were hugging him. No, but I would say 75% of the crowd, I'm making this up. 75% of the crowd, you know, was hugging him. And by the way, that's letting a good dose of some hate. But no, there was a lot of love. Would I show it? Would I show it? You know, would I hide it? Would I go, oh, shit, this didn't really help me prove my point. And I think it does. I I went a little off, but you know what I mean? Like holding on to wanting to be right is what I got out of what you said. Like you're holding on to an opinion. Like let it change. That's what I'm saying. You can make your point right. You don't have to hold on to – you're saying your dad doesn't like to change his opinions. He holds on to this thought process he had. Why? Why are you – hold on. If you let go of some, it makes it look like you hold on to some because they're valid. Does that make sense? I got a little lost there in my thought because I tried to mesh two things together. The Bernie Sanders thing is lying to make yourself look right. You were talking about, you know, your dad sort of saying, "I'm, you know, this is the way I feel, and I'm not changing my opinion here."
0: If you, and it's not necessarily lying to make it seem right, um, which there is some of that. There is a lot of that, um,
1: and that's just, how we know because, you know, we've done it, right? Just we, we go we not in the doses, or and hopefully mostly when we're younger.
0: It's just even that phrase. Uh, my opinions are my opinions, and well, no, it should be fluid. Opinions should be fluid. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you do when you get to the point where? Because I'm like that with certain things. I think you can't judge someone on each issue. You have to judge them at the end of the month, I say, or the end of the year. Because certain things, obviously, I'm not. I'm not. You know, look. I'm, we're not going to go into it, but I'm not open for a debate. I don't debate people on. Um, like, let's say someone thought the interracial marriaging was wrong. I don't debate them. Right. We're past that point. But a little? Is it in the gray area? No. No, in the gray area, I'll still fucking debate it. Because the danger of putting something in as a fact before it's a fact or before, you know, you know is, is you have to talk about stuff. You have to flush su- stuff out. You have to listen. But then it gets to with certain issues. No. No, that's how we're civil society. We don't sit around. We go, no, it's fucking wrong. And uh, I'm not open for debate on that. So if someone challenged me or that ever came up in some weird way, I'd be like, oh, by the way, I don't I don't I won't take part in this. We're past that because arguing that gives it validity. But the thing with your dad is he does that with he didn't get there by listening and learning. He's just that with every single thing. And that doesn't look good for people like your dad, because what looks better and here's why, if this is the incentive to admit you're wrong. I'm, I, just, I just love the analogy of going, not the analogy, but the, the, the role play of someone goes, when were you ever wrong? And you look bad if you can't name some times. Then do you understand how, that, how cool it would look? We're not talking about it at the end of a week. Hey, maybe at the end of a week you got into three arguments and you were right on all three. That happens in relationships. It's not every other. Right. But at the end of the year, hey, how many times were you wrong? Doesn't it look cool to be able to go, well, you know, and you can name some. Well, that time I apologized. Well, you just can't have any? So it doesn't, it makes you look crazy. When's the last time, Dad, you changed your opinion on a belief you had because you got so much facts?
0: But that that type of person, uh, my dad, uh, won't admit to being wrong, even though uh, he's now on the right side of something. Like he'll say, oh, well, I've always been for um, gay marriage. You no, go, no, no, you, you weren't. weren't. No, it, it took a progression. You were against it. It was abomination against God. It shouldn't even be allowed. It grossed you out. And, and- Then you were for civil unions. Then... Yeah. You, you know, it, and, it you a be, and you might and be, you,
1: and you know, you might say that, uh, you know, that that is, well, at least he does that. But here's the thing that advice that you're telling, that I would give to your dad really wouldn't be to benefit you, Eric. It would be to benefit your dad. If I was his friend, I'd go, by the way, so cool that you're able to change your opinion. But when you try to it. make it look, you look, seriously, don't use hostile words, you look um, not aware. It looks dishonest. Always better to say, "Well, you know what? I got there. You know, you don't have to hide. It looks because everyone knows that's listening. You weren't. You're not fooling anybody. So you just you're better off telling it. I know my you might want to do it because now." Maybe the good part is you grew past it and you don't want to admit that was a part of you. you that's not how life works. You can't, that looks crazy. Unless you want to move to another city and re-identify yourself, you can't just change your pe- – people do that when you're arguing with them sometimes. That's why uh, a ther- – th- uh, she wasn't a therapist. I don't know the difference. A counselor. But um, probably the same thing. Uh, but one time she slapped me in the middle of a session because I told her. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, record conversations. Now, I've heard other people uh, – knowingly, both parties have to know – Boy, does that keep things clean. Try it if you're listening. That is a that is something that you will do if you're listening and it will change your life. You just go let's record it. It keeps us both better. That someone halfway through can't go. No, I didn't say that. You right. you did. You did. You might not no, try to bullshit either. You might and you, b- by the way, for the person recording that sometimes thinks and often that would be me in, in my relationship, putting the recorder down to protect me, protected him as well, protected him as well, because I was on better behavior. And uh, our most egregious behavior didn't involve name calling, uh, but it, volume would get out of control uh, and uh, just pure mayhem in trying to understand each other. And by the way, this all based was on the whole thing of uh, someone changing their opinion, but not. And it looks again, it's not like you're holding on to, oh, at least they changed their opinion. No, it's they're, they're just, you know, being evolved isn't on a curve. You can do better. I'm glad you changed your opinion. But now let's even go further and make it a part of your new self to go, well, I wasn't. Be at a party. Go, you know what? That you're helpful if you're at a party and you go, I wasn't on board, but my son educated me and. You know, first I didn't, but then I saw, yeah, you look like someone who... That's a better story, you know. But some people were on board right away. Obviously, that's their story. But tell your story. God damn it. You know, speaking of uh, this thing, by the way, the liberal redneck. Trey Crowder? Yeah, look at you. He's going to be on the show. It's, is it in September? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I am really... It might be the most... N- It might be the most uh, thing I've ever looked forward to. Well, he cleans things up in a way. It's not that he agrees with me. It's the way he says it. And I feel like you move right, boom, he puts a door down. You move left to wiggle, adjust doors of stop the lies. You know, oh, you think this? Boom, I just answered you cleanly. If you listen to his rants and you, you know, it's so funny. I always fantasize someone listening to this show that disagrees with us. I, I always think someone will send someone to the show, even if they go listen fourteen minutes in. they don't do it. they do a shitty job on that. They rambled over here for a while, but fourteen minutes in, someone asks a friend to listen to this, so maybe that's why they're here. Maybe they their job was listen to this and then go listen to Trey on five of his rants. If you don't change your opinion on one thing, you really you're not being honest with yourself, you're not. You're not being honest with yourself. And I guess for me, I picture now that I know that people listen to our show and we know people in our lives that are voting for Trump, I do picture them coming this way and because um, they're here. Some of them are here already. And like I said, they're not all – I've met some very intelligent people, kind, loving people, just misguided that are voting for Trump. But um, anyway, I why do I feel that? Because, oh, he talks. Doesn't he have yeah, one – Yeah,
0: and he, he comes from the uh, different perspective. And it's just like – when I'm having a debate with someone, I want them to know, no 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 no, I used to think like you. I was raised in one of the most red states in the union. Oh yourself, that's I was right, you Christian. I listened to Fox News and Rush Limbaugh and believed in all the stories of the Bible for until I really left home. And saw how the world really works. I understand your point of view. Uh, I'm not making shit up. Uh, I, I, I hear you, but here's how I see it now. Right. And he gives that perspective of, oh, of course I understand your point of view.
1: That You know, I always try to think of it, speaking of Trey and how clean I think he says things... Um. always try to think of um, the cleanest way to say something on the show, and I think it's to try to give a science to, to making the right choices. And that's why my obsession with. Because I'm thinking of someone that's listening to this. Instead of, you know, they say, don't teach someone how to. What's the fish thing? You know, don't teach them how to. Don't give them food. You teach them how to. Oh, no,
0: uh, What the don't fuck is that? give a man fish. Or you give a man a fish He'll eat for a day Teach him how to fish You know
1: Right That's what I try to do With critical thinking And that's what I always say Well If you You know Just follow the youth Follow the involved young adults I'm serious If you don't see that math I will never get tired Of saying this I will never get tired Of saying this Every time I say it Other than that It's have my head blow up But And I don't take for granted That everybody listens To every show Especially this one But If you look back At the You know Excuse me. Sorry. To to what young youth? And by the way, I find you when you try to tell me. Man, we've touched on this on the other show, but I'll make it quick. I've I'm repeating myself for people that might have not listened to the, to our regular show. That I say this a million times. I guess most people have. Forget it. No. Um, <laughs> um, that I'm going to say it cleanly. That if if, if, if look. You know what it's like to see someone that you think is not disagree with, but when your life, when you've witnessed someone genuinely from not a place of mean judgment, from a place of almost how a, a therapist would, would evaluate somebody, you know, uh, when, when you're looking at someone like that and you ever see someone that is delusional, you're like, wow, it's sad. It's sad. Well, that's what I look, how I look at people that don't, may have the clear Cut understanding that the young, involved youth of America tends to be right. So when you want to come up to me and go, yeah, 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 they're good at this, but that, I find you boring and unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Because even if you can come up with some things where they made mistakes, that doesn't change what I'm saying. I said overwhelmingly, why do you want to go, oh, no, 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 but here's what they're bad at. Here's what, who, I you bore me. You bore me. I find it better to bask in the overwhelmingly good things, no matter how far back you go, whether it is like, you know, the, the, uh, the, the music, the rock and roll. Adults thought, you know, it was all Satan's music. The hip-hop culture, like rock and roll. I'm looking at some notes. Yeah. Fought for marijuana legalization marched with civil rights in the 1960s, fought against racial segregation, protested the war in Vietnam in the 60s and the 70s. Yes, adults did this too. They were the cool adults. I'm not say, saying that it's all young children that do this, young adults, I should say. I get it. There's, there's people in Congress that do this. But a lot of times it's the brilliant ones like Bernie Sanders or the young adults that come along and go, we don't want to wait for incremental change. That's what they always go. You can't move too fast. But thank God that with some blind positivity that young people go, no, this has got to end today. No, 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 we're not stopping this. It's like you said on the other thing. If someone had you in a headlock and they were choking you and someone else goes, all right, let's take about 15 years and slowly get this person out of a headlock. You'd be like, no, I'm in a headlock unnecessarily. You fucking get me out of this right now. And that's how young people feel about people's rights. We're not going to slowly realize that women are equal. We all know they are. Let's fucking stop it now. Not over a 20-year period like we had to do with gay marriage or gay people in the military. Let's slowly move, okay? No, You picture you in a headlock choking. You're choking, and someone, can you imagine them slowly getting me out of this? That's what people feel like that are not being treated fairly, whether it's Muslims, whether it's gay people, whether it's Jewish people, whether you're a white male and your parents did something that wasn't your responsibility that went public in your neighborhood, and now you suffer because of it. When you are being judged on something outside the content of your character, and you're in pain... Young people come along and go, no, we're going to fucking end it now. And they tend to be on the right side. And when you don't realize that, yeah, you look crazy. Not crazy, crazy, crazy like I should stop yelling. LGBT issues they're on the right side of. nineteenth. Uh, the, uh, the, the just every, everything. Computers, the internet. Adults thought that was going to be a fad. Black Lives Matter, which we will talk about. Women's rights when it comes to voting. Raise the awareness with World Hunger, with uh, raise the awareness of money, uh, money for the World Hunger. We are the world. That was back in the eighties. Fought against nuclear weapons in the nineteen eighties. It just goes on and on and on. And you always forget um, forget about social issues and then just artistically.
0: Right. And if you complain about kids or um, you're helping. Promote the conservative agenda to shut up that voice of people that march for these things, that march yeah. for rights. Uh, th- there's a conservative effort to silence them by saying, oh, yeah, you know what, the colleges, they have these free speech zones and you can't even say anything because they're all overly sensitive. So they don't even know what the fuck's going on. That is an effort of a conservative agenda. They, they said, OK, how can we shut them up? So every time you bitch about kids, you're helping them. You're, you're helping Roger Ailes and the Fox News and the Rush Limbaugh's.
1: And by the way, I want to let that soak in. Hold on. They always think that kids are too, too much, too far they went. You know what I mean? They're saying, oh, I agree with that. But when you look back on it, this is what I call bringing a science to an opinion. Men hoping that someone's here that doesn't agree with what we're saying about the youth. They're still struggling because what I'm basically saying is look at what young youth do. Look at what young youth are defending. Look at it. Listen. Don't start with writing them off. Don't make them beg you to listen. Don't make them beg you. Listen, they, they have had a past of being right. That doesn't mean they will continue to be right always, but it means what the fuck are you fighting them for? You go to your doctor, you should ask them questions. You should listen you should not not agree because you fucking wrote them off. And you know that's the way it fucking happens. Oh, these kids, they don't understand the real world. You're old and you don't understand. That's what every generation says. Do you think there was ever a generation that they go, hey, why are you telling the kids that they don't know what they're talking about? Well, we're old and stupid. They all try to f- hold on to a grip that they're not doing that. And you're doing the same thing because you're going, no, 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 no. I'm not doing what old people do. I've got a real thing here. No, you don't. Their history tends to be right. So fucking listen to them. Because we can plow forward and do an amazing things when older people show the respect to younger people that they deserve. And we should move first. You are the adult. And show them you value them. They, they You show you them value. They have earned the fucking right. And someone says don't yell. I can't say this without yelling. Because it's fucking annoying. And smart people do it. Stop it. It's not charming. It's annoying. You look like a fucking lunatic. Their history is right. If they had a Yelp review, it would be impeccable. Listen to what they fucking say. And if you don't, you're it's sad. So what I'm saying is that uh, I don't give a shit.
0: Uh, every generation before isn't smarter than the one that's coming. That's not how evolution that's works.
1: Not you should, that's <laughs> right, right. That's that's not how evolution works. Stop it. Everything just like can openers get better. You think people don't?
0: Do you, you think your computer you bought in the eighties is better because it's been around longer? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's experienced more. We're not saying that, look, I want to make this ironclad. Are there qualities that people that are older can offer to young people? Of course. Patience. Admitting you're wrong. But you're not going to get to teach them that. Valuable lessons and how everything comes full circle when you spew other hate out of your mouth and they know you're wrong. If you're at a party... Can, can, we're not looking for anybody to be perfect, but sometimes people can do one thing that makes it legitimate to write them off. I know. I have to give examples because someone wants to go, well, what do you, just uh, hang out with people that agree with everything you say? No. I have friends that believe me, and I have some opinions that do not agree with me, and you can still have a good friendship. But there are lines that I will not cross, obviously. And talk about going full circle. That's exactly what I'm saying. That patience and all those qualities we just – but if you are saying something else that is so wrong that they write you off, that's your fault. If you and, and I'm not saying everybody should just hang out with people that they all get along with. No, that's not what I'm saying. You could have people that uh, – friends that have opinions all over the place. You can still be friends. But sometimes something is so off that, no, you can't have a friendship outside of that. Uh, it's like if you were at a party and somebody in the corner goes, uh, you know, I said something. I think women, uh, you know, you're talking and he goes to someone else. He goes, I got to be honest with you. I think it was better that women were a little more subservient back in the day. OK, I will move away from that person at a party. Right. And if somebody else goes, oh, it's a shame because later he said some brilliant things. Well, that's his fault. He, he said the stupidest thing. I didn't move away because it, it wasn't a, a, a movie he liked and I didn't like. You don't have to like, oh, I get it. You can, people can disagree. But when someone says something that egregious, should it erase everything else they have to say after that? Yes. So when they go, well, I had other good things to say. Well, tell them to drop that first thing. Cause that's so fucking stupid. And that's what I mean. So when adults, if you think you have something to offer children, you lead by understanding their brilliance and what they bring to the table. You, it's your job. You're the adult. You have the patience. Don't you, you have the character, don't you? Because let me tell you something, and I know it because I fucking do it. If you show young people that you respect and value their opinion, by the way, I don't do it as a favor to them. I do it because most of the time my heart tells me what to do. But when not, I look at their track record. I go, they're probably right. I don't want to be the old dumb person that thinks this time they're wrong. Kids. Oh, I'm so fucking bored. I'm so bored of people they desperately try to tell me I uh, know I hear you they all want to tell you they hear you they don't fucking hear you they want you to shut the fuck up so they can tell you something that they pinpointed that young people can't do oh they so bad but the problem is they can't like we've talked about on the podcast they can do computers but they can't hold a conversation with each other yeah they're doing just fine with that too so your, your, your bullshit lie you've told yourself you know why because with this attitude that you have not the worst attitude in the world but you don't get to be around young people because if you're at a workplace And they hear you talk like this They don't want to fucking be around you So your whole image of young people Is something you're not around So it's diluted Next (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about this The Black Lives Matter thing Oh, Jesus Christ How do you feel? Good I thought I said that Between the two of us I thought we... I can't imagine someone hearing that and going, well, I want to make the person that still wants to tell me the story like they have one that they go, I bet have taught heard this, this is one thing. They- I don't give a shit. You know what I mean.
0: Right. You think there's going to be one gotcha?
1: Well, I think, yeah. yeah but, but by the way, like I said, there is. I'm sure they've done things that oh they marched and they were wrong on that. I'm I'm only defending them with this fever because I think I think ninety probably more. They're ninety-five percent they're right. You know what I mean? So Okay, here we go. Um Do I have any more coffee? No. So someone wrote me an email about the Black Lives Matter can I, can I take a stab at it to try to bring clarity to people that think, you know, black lives matter? You know, what about the other? I think some tweets have been brilliant about this. I know there's people out there that have um, really counteracted that brilliantly on Twitter. What was one of the things that you saw? But I'm going to take a completely different slant on it. But I think it's worth some of the brilliant ones where they attempt to. And then I think you always have to go a different way once you realize that clean analogies are not changing their opinion, but it's good to start that way. Cause that's the, but what was the one? My favorite is the they, one they that, fell for
0: it. Yeah. You got someone to take the bait. He said, um, why are people hashtagging blue lives matter? Uh, are police more important than firefighters or paramedics? Don't, all uniform colors matter.
1: And can I, can I interject here real quick? The way that was done was right. Because if you did it as an analogy for somebody, I'm telling you, when people when you don't want to change, people have to trick you into changing. Because you, if you said to somebody, well, that would be like if they said blue, li-, then they know what you're doing. Right. So they go, well, that would be different. But in this case, they said that. Repeat what they said again. Well, they-
0: yeah. Why? Uh, why blue lives matter? Don't all jobs
1: matter? Don't all lives matter.
0: Yeah, oh, firefighters. Right, right. And then he... Someone said, of course all jobs matter, but it's the blue lives that are being systematically targeted.
1: And then he goes... Oh, okay, you get it. You do get it. You do. You do get it. And, 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 and so and then were, there were some, you know, but I think what happens after a while... You, you, you try to at first come up with clean examples because, by the way, there are people that are not – young people can be swayed. Some older people can be swayed. I never think it's a waste to start with that. I always picture, hey, I don't care if it's 20% of people that would hear that, read that tweet, or 10% that would read that tweet and go, oh, that's a – Wow. Uh, not everybody that disagrees with us doesn't have any logic there are people that disagree with us but still have an open mind and if something's clean and clear enough they'll go Ooh, I, I, it does make sense but that's not the majority and so here's why I took a completely different I said no I the answer to that email was can I help someone the majority of people the ones that needed to be helped that could be helped were helped through that tweet something like that that was out there the others that didn't no, there is no help, and I'll tell you why And I can say this because, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white male So I can say this And I'm not being a coward about it I'm not going to tiptoe around this Because you're not being, they're not being honest And again, I feel like they're listening right now to the show That's how I always feel Someone sent someone here to listen to this because. So let me take tone out of my voice Ah, fuck it They're not being honest What really bothers them they're not being honest about that they that have a pre- – that all lives matter, people. Thank yeah. you. They're not being honest. They, they can't say – look, no one thinks they're prejudiced, okay? Do you know, understand that even if you're prejudiced? Can you concept that? Can you go, I understand what he's saying. No, you can't. You don't know you're prejudiced. Of course you don't. But anything, like, you're not being honest. So I'm going to put myself in their shoes for a second. Don't think I'm agreeing with them. You know what it feels like to be pissed off at something and you can't say it? They're pissed off because we live in a world that's so PC. They don't fucking like that we have a black president. They don't fucking like that we're about to have a bitch in office. They're sick and fucking tired. They're sick and tired. And they can't say it. They can't say that they don't like black people. That they think they're fucking right. lazy. They can't fucking say it, but it's boiling inside of them. But and they they, they can say, say it with their friends. They can say it with their friends. So so it's not the black. Come on. You know who I admire the fuck out of? One person that did get sent here and sent me an email. I got to admit, you got me in a little bit of a in a in a you you because it's not that, Let, let's say they called it Black Lives Matters too, or they said, please pay, if, if you're not full of shit, by the way, we can still disagree and not fucking lie to each other. People do it all the time. We can be on completely different sides of the issue, but not bullshit each other, not lie to each other. So if you are someone that, the, the Black Lives Matter, and it's, oh, it should be all lives matter. If it's said, and you can only answer this in your own soul. If it's said, it seems like, Black lives don't matter. Let's remember all lives matter. Are you picketing with them? Are you going to go to the marches? Right. Hello? Yeah, I'm doing the obligatory hello. Answer that. Or were you just thinking of your rebuttal? If, well, are you going to? If it was the name that bothered you and they changed the name, are you then in on it? And let me tell you something. I wish someone would do this that listened to me. I wish someone, someone should do this that listens to this show. Go to a Bernie. Go to a uh, Trump rally. Go to a Trump rally. And look, someone can get this cleaner, but I'll get the gist of how powerful I think this would be. And you get the camera close on the person. And you ask him a few questions. What racism is. Say, are you racist? You know, whatever. It's something that won't be aggressive, but you can get this. But here's the final question to call their bullshit. Say, what, what's your problem with Black Lives Matter? Maybe somewhere you could do this. You could do this. This is so doable. And you could send it into my show. And then. No matter after a series of three or four questions, of course, they're not going to say they're, they're they're prejudiced. That's what they're the opposite. They're trying to say, no, this isn't nobody wants to go in prejudice. So what you're trying to do is say, no, you don't understand. I get prejudice. Prejudice means I'm 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 pointing out clear things about this group, not bullshit in my head. They think, no, I'm pointing out. Look at this. If you would look at what I look at, you would see that. No, what that their DNA is different. You don't think it's societal. What, what are you saying? Is it what we really and you ask them three questions, of course, they'll you know. And then the last one is, would you care if someone in your family married a black person? Two seconds on the eyes, you know exactly if they're full of shit or not. Because there's only one answer to that question, if you don't mind. If someone asks me or you that question, by the way, they will get caught. Doesn't matter if they admit it, you get 30 or 40 of those and you'll see it right there. Because what would you say if somebody said, they don't know how much they're going to get caught. They don't want to say they're prejudiced. Of course they don't. But you understand what I mean? You yes. ask like one right. question about Black Lives Matter, another question about this, and you get them, and then at the end, would you ma- Would you care if you're, uh, someone in your family married a black person? Well, if someone asked me, I couldn't get out. Oh, my, what? Like, I, the yeah. first thing you want to go is, oh, my God, of course I wouldn't. Like, you, it comes out right away, right? Right. So if it starts with well or, uh, or anything but, well, of course I wouldn't. And that's a, And by the way, if I'm wrong, I want to see it. Send it to me. But it's all in the eyes. A half a second, one second. You know, that's what it's about. Hey, You're so,
0: fucking prejudiced. Someone asked me about three years ago. They go, "Would you ever trust a black doctor?" And I said, "Are you joking?" Who asked? Who like, the fuck I, asked you that? Is that
1: a joke? Let me tell you something. You know, that's why you know. You talk about making a, making a negative a positive, and I think Twitter has something to do with this in a good way. And I think also uh, Obama running for. President has done it, not Obama, uh, Trump, that we cannot have the proper empathy for groups. This does not mean we have to think the world is a horrible place. People also, and, and this is a great time to stop and say that. People can be incredible, as they said about Mr. Rogers, sometimes we meet people that remind us how great we can be as a species. It's just to understand, we cannot, nobody really could understand before Twitter and Donald Trump running for office, what really is out there. And we can't have the proper amount of empathy for any group unless we know what's out there. And even the best of us, even me, people that I try to – i look, I'm shitty in a lot of areas. I try to just be in the area of being decent to other people, trying not to turn around and doing the same shit to the next group. Look, I try. That's all. But even me with that was not aware. How, no one can say they were aware. You're not hearing the question. Nobody on the planet – Maybe 99% of us or were aware of the hate that is out there until after Twitter and after Donald Trump running for office. And Twitter did not create these people. I'm pro – I know the positives. You know the way I feel about this. Twitter has done amazing fucking things. We're just saying – To take the negative that some people would say about Twitter, that you have an anonymous voice and you can say things, uh, let us know. Good, good. It didn't create those people. It gave them a platform to be able to say hateful things anonymously. That is good. Between that and Trump now, no one has really soaked that in unless you went, wow. Just because they don't say those things to those people, you don't think they feel the hate, the stares? So now we know. Maybe that was really important. How could it not be really important to be... 100% 100% fucking positive the hate that is out there and what that does to the groups that that hate is towards. Right. Of course we have to know that, and we didn't. Now we do.
0: Right. They say that if it's a bad thing, people can post whatever they want anonymously online. Well, good. That means if people feel that way, we need to continue to have this conversation. Right.
1: And by the way, we're this not talking about bullying a kid right. on the Internet. Obviously, we're not. We, we, I get that. Don't go, you know... We're talking about. Of course. There uh, are
0: negative things that can happen online, but you know what else happens online?
1: The revolution in Ukraine. Or. Or, or going out there and supporting uh, uh, rape victims with uh, when Bill Cosby's being accused. As much hate is out there, some people threw a tremendous amount of love to go, we got you. We got you. We, we get it. And the more that came in, the more that it made some people feel a lot better. So we get that. But we're saying for the negative, I'll even make that a positive. So if you are not going to be honest about what the problem is, no, I'm not going to give a shot. You might think, well, I just tried to change. No, I didn't try to change you by hearing what your reason was. I will not, because your reason isn't honest. So I would just be wasting my time. If I answered you cleanly, if you said what the problem with Black Lives Matter, if I answered you cleanly with an ironclad way and an example that I thought was so good because I crafted it, you're not going to say, well, to be honest with you, I'm not really telling you the real problem I have with it, so you may as well not right. put any work into this. No, so I'm just trying and trying, and we're having a fake conversation. It's like if you go to the doctor, like you said, and you, you can't tell him your arm's broke because you're embarrassed for somebody, or whatever, and then you're telling him fake ailments. Well, he's not going to be able to cure you. So the answer is, can I change someone's opinion? No. So there's that. You just heard a little music. You just heard a little music, and now we're back. Are like they being set up inside the house? It's a different change. I like these microphones too. These are the cool, ni- the ones from the 1950s. Um, the cool-looking ones with the spit guard over them. We've gone all out. <clears throat> So we're not going to talk about Trump because we're just OD'd on it right now. But the only thing I will say, and literally clock me, I think it's time we've moved. It's not a political discussion at all, by the way. I love saying that. Not, it's not political at all. Someone has to pass an evaluation of their sanity. Not, not not like in a mean way. I mean, genuinely. Notice there's no tone in my voice. Someone has to be sane. And then once they're sane, then you listen to their, their opinions. It's not political discussion. Right. It's just... I don't want to discuss it because I don't think it's worth sa- taking anything he says anymore and giving it legitimacy or making fun of his hands. I just look at it like, no, we need to stop this, and I want to stop, think about it. And the only thing I could say is that I said the other day that like, it would be like if somebody had somebody you love and Donald Trump took that person hostage— yeah, it's hard for you to imagine that unless you have a stomachache right now. And if you do, you're imagining it. But I'm talking about someone you love and they're inside and they might not being, be returned. A mom, a dad, a son, a daughter, and Donald Trump has them inside. Would you want a hostage negotiator? You know why you wouldn't want a hostage, negoti- hostage negotiator that said, come on out with your small hands. Hey, nice hair. Because you want that person back and you know that's not you don't want to take jabs at a sick person. You want your loved one back. You want a negotiator that can talk. And that's how I'm looking at Donald Trump now. No, no, no. We don't make jabs at someone that is is sick. We just get them out of power. If you're not getting them out of power, then you're not doing anything at all. Just like picture the kid again. You You know, you're not picturing it because if it was a kid – and somebody said – a negotiator said, hey, small hands, You'd you'd, you'd they'd be pushed – they'd probably be cold cocked because you'd want that behavior to stop because your goal would be to get your loved one back. And you know that would agitate him. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. My goal is to not have somebody that could literally get in the office and cause a lot of people pain. These aren't issues. These are more than issues. These are people. They're real. Go take a look at what you do to them. So anything more than just going calmly. Not calling someone sick. No one ever called, like the president said, Mitt Romney's sick. We just disagree. That's how you have to look at your track record and go, Todd, did you just call anybody sick? No. I never I – I did not like Mitt Romney. I still don't like Mitt Romney. Our only common ground is he said some negative things about Trump. So now you sort of think, oh, no, he's bad himself. But he is – We didn't question his mental stability. We did not question. It shows how much egregious things that are hateful that can come out of you, and we still don't say you're sick. No, we just fucking disagree. So when I say that I think Donald Trump is sick, I mean it from a place of even having empathy. The best person that explained him was the person that wrote his book. They don't talk about him like, like I said, it's like saying misusing terms towards someone when they're, Illness is worse. Delegitimizes the people they hurt. Was Jeffrey Dahmer an asshole? Right? Oh, that definitely. No. Why does that sound weird to yours? Was he an asshole? No, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. So I'm going to. You might think, well, I talked about it for a while. Three minutes is short for me. I want to.
0: Are ISIS a bunch of jerks?
1: (laughs) Right. It's like, (laughs) why? It's like, why? Well, they are, aren't? Well, no, It's it's a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. I'm not. Look, I took some shots too, but I'm saying it's time now to stop, reconfigure. That's why, you know, like I said. And I like that you say it's not a political
0: discussion. Oh, no. So if, the, if the Unabomber was running for president and you go, how do you feel about that? You want to go, ah, I'm not into politics.
1: But <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't want to talk about politics. Yeah, I don't want <sighs> to talk politics. No. And, and by the way, I think the cleanest thing that a lot of people do. And like I said, if you're on the other side and you don't go, shit, they're right. They're not. They, they, do they have any track record that they just call anybody that disagrees with them a lunatic? They're, they're sick. No, I know a lot of people, I disagree with everything they say, but they're not mentally unstable. So when I say I think he's mentally unstable, and I know I feel a lot of people feel this way. They're like, yes, that's right. How do you get across that? You're not just throwing that term out there. And here's what I ask. And by the way, this could happen on Twitter. I'm begging someone to do this. Donald Trump. I'm um, doing what. No, maybe this is the last thing because this could happen. Donald Trump. Someone offer him like he offered to see the president's uh, birth certificate that took some humility. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Someone offered Donald Trump. Can't we get a million dollars? Can't we get a Kickstarter to offer him whatever, whatever the figure is? If I can get it to three million, it would be great. A million would be great. And he has to take a mental evaluation from someone both parties agree with. And I mean that. I don't say that in any – I don't think someone that has to get a men evaluation, I say it like, yeah, let him get – no, genuinely. Look, I have compassion for people that are in prison, a lot of it. That doesn't mean I don't think they might have to stay there. It just means while they're there, I think they don't have to be treated illly or wrongly or meanly or cruelly. Um, but so when I say about Donald Trump, when I say take an evaluation, I don't want them to be mocked or gawked at. I just want someone – I want him to f- try to wiggle out of it. He won't take it. But you could say to him, look, if you take it and you pass, we'll give this amount of money to the vets. Now, I would imagine there's nothing more than you would need to do than to prove that you, you said bad things about John McCain, saying he wasn't a war hero. You then – with the uh, family of the fallen soldier, Donald oh, Trump. yeah, the con. Yeah. family. I know he's going. He would say, "Oh, they came after me," and then you went after the Khan family. It might be a great way because, look, let's face it. And I maybe I'm doing what I said I wouldn't, but I have to say it. It's going to be easier for me to say it if you pass the mental evaluation. That the veterans will get money, and wouldn't this be a perfect time for you to go? I know. I say I'm in for the veterans. I'm in for the veterans. I'm in for the veterans. I made a job at that. Some people would say, and I made a job at John McCain. If this is a way you can give a shit ton of money, Take a, someone should someone in power can get this to him. Somehow we can get enough tweets to go, look, you can give this amount of money to the veterans. All you have to do is pass evalu- uh, a, um, an evaluation test. And it helps that he asks to see the president's papers. It's not fucking outlandish for him to go, I fucking got to do this. And he doesn't have to do it to make my point. Right. He just has to not do it. Because then that just proves that you could give a fuck about the veterans. You know why? What would be the reason not to give them a shit ton of money? It's a great way. Just like he did with Trump. Just like he did with Obama. The only problem is, this is the big difference, and I'm going to predict it. Obama did it. Obama did it. He will not. He's smart enough to know he's not mentally fit. In some weird way, I have a. Fa- I know that. Why wouldn't you not? You either look. Th- there's not that many things in life. Just when you think it's A or B, someone can usually come along. And go. There's a C. What's the A or B? Either you are afraid. You could give a. You don't give a fuck about giving a shit ton of money. I don't know what the figure would be. Let's say hypothetically we got this Kickstarter up to some crazy amount. Why would you? Would you take? A, if you could give the veterans two million dollars, would you take a mental evaluation test? Absolutely. Ask me. Would you? Yes. Absolutely, fucking lootly. There'd be no reason. I don't give enough to charity. You can never give more. They need the fucking money. I know I'm saying you're damn right I will, but he will not. And if he does, he won't pass. And boy, would that be crazy if he really didn't know. But this can get to him. All right. So that's where we'll leave that. And by the way, why did I think that was a little shorter? Because we, we talked about it from another perspective, not of like, and he said this, and then I said that. We're past that point. Now, if it has to do with taking it in the direction, yes, that, but we didn't go. And then he said this on Monday. No, no. We, we, come on. We got to move past that.
0: Ba-ba, we're back.
1: Oh. That's right. We took a little break. So two more things. I keep thinking, well, maybe we should talk about this another time. But it's hard once it's on my mind. Once again, to fire me up, Steve Feinart. It's not once again, but he did it this time. You know you know what I'm going to talk about? No. He sent me that thing where they're talking about comedy, and they're going, you know, people are getting soft. Oh, the documentary. The documentary. Here, you want to pull that mic in front of you. Do you want um do you, do, you, do you know who did that documentary, or do we not even have to? I think Gilbert Godfrey. He did it?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny. I disagree wholeheartedly with the documentary, but I love Gilbert Gottfried. Um, but, but real quickly, what bothers me about it is two things. And again, I'm going to put, put five minutes on the, on the, on the clock, and I, I really think I have I, – maybe I shouldn't say it. It's like when someone goes, oh, this is going to be so funny. All right, bring, bring – you know, don't, don't get me set up so much. But um, I feel like I can bring clarity to this. Look, everybody always thinks the generation that's after them, that's correcting them, is soft. There's never been a generation that got told not to say something that said, oh, Jesus Christ, we're dumb. Smart people are telling us to take verbiage out of our act. It's just you got away with it. Just because you got away with it doesn't mean it was all right. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. That's an excuse why you did it. No one cares. That's a fake argument you want to get into because it takes you out of the argument of changing your behavior. You want to have the fake argument of why I use that word. Look, I'm going to tell you why I use that word. It's going to sound like I'm defending you, but I'm not. But you'll understand because you grew up with it. You said it. It's not because I hate that group of people. It's a, I grew up with it and, and, and no, no one's asking. They're asking you why you won't change your belief. So every generation, no one just feel, they all feel like, you know, this next group's too soft. When it, when it, when it, I'm sure in the 50s, they were told not to use certain verbiage. In the 70s, and the older people always feel mostly, oh, we're getting corrected and God damn it, every Not everybody's so smart. Everybody thinks everybody's so dumb. So this generation is not too soft. And you mentioned Lenny Bruce so much. They love to mention Lenny Bruce, but no one, this is the clarity that I will bring to this, and I hope people send people here to dick clarity. Maybe I'm being a dick by thinking how clear I can make it. I know other people agree with me, but Lenny Bruce would have not been remembered as brilliant if he was angry and frustrated about the wrong thing. He was so ahead of his time with what the words he said, but also who he defended. It wouldn't have looked as good if he was out there just saying what he thought and jokes about defending the Nazis. Yeah, he would have got arrested if he said, fuck the Nazis, but he wouldn't have been revered. He would have arrested because you can't say fuck. Uh, you know, you know oh, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. But they, they, they just, they, yeah. I I just, I don't understand what they don't understand. I get it when they freedom of speech and they, and let me tell you something. If you take off your fighting gloves, anyone that's disagreeing with me, it's, it's not, no one, no one cares about offending people. I get it. Fuck offending people. Meaning sometimes you offend people, just offend the right people. You act like, I don't know who you're hearing. That's going, don't offend people. No, don't offend the wrong people. Don't offend the people that need a hug. So I don't know who could argue that. Help me out, Eric. Was Lenny Bruce – he was he was very forward-thinking in who right. he defended. He was on the
0: right side of – majority was on the right side of history, right? right? Yeah,
1: just because we can go back and find some things.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to tweet us examples of where We're he talking about yet.
1: overwhelmingly. Was his, was his being while he was here used for good? No one's looking – Right? Did he do one thing that was so bad that it erased all the good? Which I I've said you can, but I don't think he did. I wait, Even if he did, just the fact that. Because oh, so you're not sure. That's okay if you're not sure. Did he? Why was he sexist or something? No, no, no. I just I'm not a
0: hundred percent familiar with his act. Right. So we don't want to. Well, let's just give it. So I'm not going to vouch for it. Right. But what I will vouch for is. He went to jail to fight for our right to be able to say certain words in, in, in your act. Uh, and he won. And he won. We're not going backwards. Okay, now we're just asking, why do you want to use certain words?
1: Yeah, no one's – look, we've moved past that. I can't move past that any cleaner. Anybody who's saying – you know, everybody should be able to do what they want. I, and I, again, I don't take for granted everybody listens to every podcast. Every fucking comedian should be able to talk about whatever they want, whatever they want. I don't think there should be a ban on anything. Everything can be funny. I don't care if it's cancer, if it's 9-11, or if it's AIDS. Everything can be funny. But when there are issues as sensitive as that, you want to make sure you're doing them justice because if you're wrong, you're also doing damage if you make a joke about the mall and it's not funny who gives a shit but we're saying everything's funny but we're saying that doesn't mean that then you can't just we're not saying there should be a court order to stop you saying something we're not trying to limit your speech we're trying to make it beautiful and and the and I'm going long-winded but the clean thing I wanted to say was they all go Lenny Bruce Lenny Bruce Lenny Bruce but uh you know he and you know, I know when, when some people, when they see somebody, maybe a comedian gets fired because of his tweets. I don't agree with everything. I'm saying – but with the Opie and Anthony thing, a lot of people – I get it how smart people could have been. Come on. We're going backwards. I don't agree with what he said. How about that? We'll even use those people. I do not agree with what he said. But come on. That, he got fired for what he said, even if I think what he said is disgusting. He got – Okay. Once again, if you really have an open mind, I think I can clean it up for you. You think, did Lenny Bruce, did he he do nothing? Look, freedom of speech works both ways. They wanted to fire him for something he said. And by the way, I don't think history is going to make him look that stupid. But even if it did, freedom of speech goes both ways. Lenny Bruce was not complaining or fighting because he couldn't say something in a club, but he could go home and turn on a machine and broadcast it to the world. Literally, when he got fired from XM, he could go home instantly that night and say whatever the fuck he wanted. Maybe not where he wanted to say it, but he gets to say it. Okay, Lenny Bruce couldn't do that. That's still freedom of speech out the ass. To turn on a a microphone and talk from Florida to Hong Kong. And no one can stop you. You can say whatever you fucking want. You can go on the podcast the next day and say whatever you fucking want about your boss. Anything at all. Zero limitations. That's freedom of speech. And he had it. He, so, and, so to mention Lenny Bruce, like, you know, it's just like. And, then, and also they this whole thing, there'll never be another. They think that's an homage to comedians that are dead. And they're misguided. Right. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. They're not up there. If they're, you know, I always may pretend they can hear going, oh, comedy better not evolve past me. I hope it stopped with me. No, there'll be other greats. That's not in disrespect to George Carlin. Comedy didn't stop with them. They wouldn't have wanted it to. If you think in some way they're in touch with the energy of the world, they're not sleeping better, cozy up, thinking comedy died after me. just takes new forms. So there you go. You want to talk about the cops? I do. I'm going to get fired up. Well, I will say this, that I think that I do know more than I even, at think. well, I've done ride-alongs, but how much does that really, it, a lot. Because I realized something a few weeks ago, I was doing ride-alongs with cops as a comedian, and you know, they want to know about that. They want to know, hey, what do you do? What's your career like? And usually, and you, and because they're a cop, and you want to go on a ride-along, they have some. You have stuff you want to know about that they do. So I, they, a lot of cops talk very freely, and I know a lot, even from good cops. And I don't want to just say I know there's good cops and then move past it. You know, like I think people do, like with youth, you know. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But then they want to bask in. Let's take some time to talk about good cops. And then, believe me, I will not It's not going to be one of those bullshit things where I go, there's bad apples in every group. It's worse than that. And that is disrespectful to the good cops. And I don't know what the number of good cops are, the percentage of them. But I'm not talking about – this is the big misunderstanding I got in with a friend of mine that was a cop. When I say bad cops, I don't just mean a cop that would – Steal drug money or throw a gun into a scene. No, no. Let's say forget about that. Just a bully. Just a bully. That is dangerous to the police force. That is very dangerous to the police force. Bullies do a lot of damage. And and, and there is a shit ton of bullies out there. So when you say there's a few bad apples in the police department, that is so fucking disrespectful to the good cops whatever percentage it is, and they know it. And if they heard this, they'd be like, thank you. There's a few bad apples. No, these are some whatever percent. I think it's like 10%. I think it's so low. And I know some cops would go, whoa, Todd, you sounded like you were going down the right path. But it's not. I'm talking about I'm including bullies and bad cops. 10% that are as good as my friend John. Because when you're open-minded and fair and kind and gentle and decent and you're a cop, you can do so much good. And the 10% that do that, to say there's a few bad apples, it's not understanding how hard it is to be a good cop when there's mostly bad apples. Completely different than trying to go, okay, well, there's good lawyers, there's bad lawyers, there's this, there's that. No. They, to be a good cop, it is shitting on them to say that there's a few bad apples because they, it, it, you know how hard it must be to be a good cop amongst that that bully mentality that's out there? It's that fraternity. Yeah.
0: That uh, you might – Want to do right, but you, you, you look the other way because, I mean, you you have to. Pure odds
1: are, is you've seen some shitty cops. If you're a cop, if you're a good cop, you've seen some you've shit. Seen some shit, and you've seen some shit that I bet that I wouldn't even place judgment that you didn't do anything, and it eats at your soul because you saw that. So, but what I, did you speak up for? Well, we'll get to that. So but, but, so I just wanted to go out and say that I am aware that there are good cops. They are necessary. And someone will lose me. I will lose somebody if they don't understand that that is true and bask in it for a little while. They are there. They are real. And they have the hardest goddamn job in the world. What's surrounding them? And it, I look at these YouTube clips. And let me explain something. Again, I fantasize someone coming here that – Maybe you could change their opinion just because you can find some clips or stories where you feel the person, uh, the cop was in the right. Even you'll go, whoa, that cop was in the right. Speak up about that. That lets people know you're not just watching videos. And every time there's – watch videos that they tag at something and you go, whoa, that cop was actually nice. Mm-hmm. That exists. And then when it exists, if you're in a situation, you should go, no, 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 even if it's between your friends. That's powerful. The only—if that's the voice you have—if there's five people sitting around and they watch a video, it makes you look like you're not full of shit to go, "Whoa, no!" That, in all fairness, I think that cop was right. Right. But that's not the overwhelmingly problem. And if you don't see that. You're only listening to the rest of this podcast for morbid curiosity because I will not be able to change your opinion if you don't think, yes, of course, there are some situations where it's not what it looks like. I get it. You have to watch both sides of the footage. We know that exists. We know it's real. We know it's solid. But if you are a well-thought-out human being, you go, that's not what's fucking happening. And this was getting worse and worse and worse. How bad do you think it was before cell phone cameras? How many Back then when the cops probably buried bodies. And if you're somebody that believes in racism because no one says they don't it's funny we we cross upon that again when people no one ever says i'm a you know i 'm a racist right um if you're someone that and so so no one says they're a racist and no one says they don't believe in racism but if you don't if you say no no no, no, I believe in racism, but when it's misused, that gets my goat and you're not full of shit because- someone's watching you again if they realize every time that guy that person's never Never sees racism where he thinks it's racism. It's always that, that's not racism, that's not racism, that's not racism. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you are going to see someone pull the race card and they're full of shit. I get it. But if you think that's the overwhelming problem with the police force, that it's mis- No, overwhelmingly there is a shit ton of racism going on. So are there times where it is called unnecessarily yes but if you don't go but that's not the fight we have the fight overwhelmingly it is real and it is large and you're misguided because i believe me you know it's it's you you watch these videos and we remember when we were watching that (laughs) hold on let me take a breath before i say this but um I know you cannot fight. You cannot go up on top of a building. I get it. And shoot cops. We don't want to shoot people, whether because of their color of the uniform or the color of their skin. How do you go from the sentence I want to say from that without sounding like I am for one smidget condoning shooting you don't know if that officer, you don't know his life. But the problem is, I just have a problem with death. <laughs> I don't have a... So, the, yes, yes, that is disgusting, but so is what was going on. So, I don't know. I, I, I it, It's like indirectly... The combined police force all over the planet was saying, I don't care if they didn't say it, it's the message they gave when they marched. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I thought black people are overwhelmingly fucking sick, fucking patient. Right. I mean, it's, 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 if, if they weren't as patient as they, I don't know how the fuck they could be this patient because it's like the, the police force is going, no. You can have all your vigils you want. Keep lighting your candles. We will not make any aggressive change. Ever. And then it's the 80s. And then it's the 90s. And we march. And we see videos. Not the video that you saw that was wrong. Find 30 that are right. Find 30 that are egregious. Don't find one and bask in that. We're on to your shit. If you're not looking at it and going, yeah, we're not, this is not the time to look for a few where it's, uh, we agree with the cop. We know they exist. And we fucking hardcore defended those cops right up front. But they, they're not doing anything. No, it's like they went, keep having your vigils. It's like they were taunting them, even though they weren't saying these words. It is pretty much the same as going, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to stop killing black people unnecessary. Keep lighting your candles and don't be violent. Keep thinking that patience is going to do it. We're doing nothing. We won't. And then 19, right. 2000, 2000, they're going, we're not doing anything. Hey, black people. We're not going to stop it. So keep lighting your candles and trying to have people. We're going to prove that peaceful protests don't work by doing nothing. We're not going to aggressively try to stop this shit that's going on in the police force. Of course, you're taunting somebody.
0: Right. They made it very clear by the lack of indictments that they are about their fraternal order and they're going to protect each other no matter what. Yeah. What and they're not going to change, and we're going to protect those ones that uh, yeah. uh, they 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 turn their backs on the president of the United States. They made it very clear: this is our fraternity, this is what we do, and go fuck
1: yourselves. And that fraternity isn't working for them. And let me tell you something: no one is breathing easier right now. Pretty much, maybe a detail or two I got wrong, but a cop that's hearing this, it's a good cop and yeah, look here's where i think I, I think it has i heard I, I heard here's what you know I heard uh, watching those YouTube clips, and I saw somebody ask a cop this because every cop should be able to give it, look i don't want to see another human being killed, whether it's a cop or whether it's a black person or anybody so We're going to have to figure out a way that cops can anonymously report behavior. Something has to be done like that. Because I saw somebody get pulled over on YouTube, and they asked the cop, how many cops have you arrested? Now, you might think zero, because most of the time it is. Now, that's either because they've been a cop for 28 years, and they've just never – we know that video that went viral where that cop's pulling the other cop over on the – Yeah,
0: the Florida Highway Patrol uh,
1: arresting the Miami police officer. Yeah, that doesn't happen that often. No, that's why it was a
0: news story. (laughs) That's why I made national news is because it never happens.
1: There can be respect between police officers. They give us respect sometimes if we're nice and they let you slide on the ticket. That's okay if there's a fraternity of respect between each other. They let things slide. Okay, but they're obviously, you know, (laughs) that's not what we're fucking talking about. and and he said have you ever so i added to that he's never arrested a cop he's he's given this guy a hard time because you've never arrested a cop that means you're not you're not you're not really doing you know you that's you're you're full of shit then not oh, not arresting a cop he said never arrested a cop or filed an incident about something it was something do you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i think every cop should have to do that because if you're a cop 30 years and you're come into some hot water and they look at your record And you have never, look, I'm going to say it sloppily. It could be fixed up and this could work, is my point. That's how new things are implemented. They're said sloppy. Someone says, well, that couldn't work because of this and this wouldn't work. But this could work. The juxtaposition of what I'm saying is you should be able to report people anonymously and then a lawyer should know how many times that happened. Yes, Sergeant, whatever his name is, has been on the force for 33 years. He has made 62 police or 13. But the point is. Most have made zero. So that's because in 32 years they've never seen it or they're full of shit. So that's a great question to want to know the cop that's pulling you over. Like, have you ever have you ever filed an incident on another cop? I don't trust you if you haven't. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: There should be a Yelp for cops, though.
1: Well... That's what we were trying to say the other day. Look, that if, if you get – first of all, we understand this is how some people just try to – I really do figure the person trying to wiggle out already before I even say what I want to say. And it's like, oh, if you had a Yelp cop reviews, well, they're all going to get bad reviews because you know, if you get a ticket from a cop, even if he is nice, there's going to be some people that still say he's a dick. So right. basically, no, that's not true. If you are a good cop, you're still going to score higher, even though there's some situations where you can get a ticket from a cool cop. We've all had it happen. It doesn't happen that often, but it sucks. But you're like, you know what? He was actually pretty cool. Some people with that same cool cop, yes, I get it. Just because they got a ticket, they're going to give him a, a shitty review. I get that. But he'll still have more reviews, good reviews than the dick cop. And it'll be this simple the review what you got cited for and what you're – valuation of the cop was and you we should be able to do that because let me tell you something my friend that's a cop the one that the good cop he'd score very high he'd score very high and you know what the best part i think is it would show something he'd score very high where he even had to give tickets that's the cop that should be training people so those reviews can't lie and if you have a cop that scores very high on that yelp review but isn't a training officer if he wanted to be then we know those numbers. We know every training officer what their Yelp review is. Right.
0: Because they're all going to have bad reviews. That's just the nature
1: of it. They're all going to have bad reviews. Let's take a
0: closer look at what the ones getting good reviews are doing.
1: Right. Take a look at why this cop has more good reviews on giving people tickets than this other cop does when he doesn't even give a ticket. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to have all things. You're going to have cops. You would think, yes, most likely when a cop doesn't give a ticket, in a lot of situations, he will still get he, – he if, if he doesn't give a ticket, he's going to get a good review, obviously, in a lot of situations. But not all situations because there's cops that know they handle things wrong, and part of that is you're not going to get your ticket, but I'm going to fucking be a dick. So they won't give a ticket and they'll get a shitty review. So I think overwhelmingly it will work itself out to be 100% accurate because we know that we're not looking for anyone to get a perfect review. It's very hard to police people and get a good review. But we're going to see that it can be done. It can be done. I think that is – we should try to uh, – I I'm, I'm almost don't even want to say it because I think that's a really good idea for – how can there not be an app like that? It could be so powerful, not just to, oh, look at what my Yelp review is, to decide who gets moved up right? and take a look. Like you said, take a look. Why the fuck? How does this cop give tickets when he doesn't? He still gets rated high reviews.
0: How do they know that they're being recorded and still? Oh, they're
1: so – let me tell you something. When they hate giving their badge number, when they mumble their name, when somebody – they – hate it and i want to go real mature you've got a gun and mace forget about racist forget about prejudice forget about any of that you're a baby Sure, my voice you're a baby you see them mumbling their name you you're You're a mature adult and they mumble their name yeah you, you heard it on the recorder they hate that they have to answer questions to someone that knows the law they hate it what's your name what's your badge number And by the way, sometimes people are battering them. Again, I see it, and that's when I go, nah, this guy's being a dick to the cop. That's actually an okay cop, but that's not the norm. If that's what you're basking in, if your podcast is spending 90% of the time talking on the small percentage, the part that we're acknowledging but moving past, if yours is the flip, you're fucking misguided. If you're going, you know what I mean, talking about the good and the good and the good and the good and the good, and then going, yeah, I know there's bad. There's 10, you know, no, no, it's the other way around. That's why we're, we're spending more time on what needed to be talked, what needed to, what is needed to be talked about. Bully cops, I don't think they know how dangerous they are on the force. I don't think they do. I don't think they know how dangerous it is. They think, oh, it's a bully. It's a guy with a Napoleon complex. Oh, God, that makes good people not like the cops. I remember I doing a ride along and like my friend was really nice. I have one friend, John, who up in Irvine was a really good cop. And I have another friend, John, in the LAPD, who's a really good cop. That's the only reason they could be my friends. I couldn't be friends with a cop that was not a good cop. And uh, I remember like when he would get backed up by another patrol car and he would always go. Shh. Like he, and I go, oh, he knows. Oh, yeah. You do know he was defusing a situation and he knew fuck, fuck is pulling up and he's going to fire it up. But I would see the way my friend would deal with people. He would, he would like ask this kid once walking down the street. He had, a, he had a paper bag. And my friend did roll down the window and go, hey, what, what, where, where are you going? What are you doing? And um, he said, I'm just heading home from the store. And he showed him it was Root Beer. He goes, well, you're not who we're looking for. And he talked to me. He goes, where were you at? Right. And he goes, I went to the concert. He goes, oh, my daughter wanted to go to that. And the, That's what you do. That's what you do. All night long, he did stuff like that and yeah he 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 just you have to have you know you the problem with the police force is you can't yell people into being open minded i mean certain things you just have to come in and you know you have to you know when they're not cleaning the target right the gm has to come in and just tighten up the reins everyone knows how to clean you can't you can't just because you're yelled at by the sergeant not be prejudiced so they got us now's the best time in the world probably to get to to be a good cop and want to get a job.
0: Oh, that's what I was going to say. If you think that you would be a good cop, go, go do it.
1: They're going they, they, to listen they to you now. Need you they, desperately. It's the right first now. time, you're right. They are going to clearly listen. Uh, because let me tell you something. Oh God, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous to not. Report each other, you thought that was saving you. you thought that that was saving you and making life easier, but when you see someone on top of a building, you're like, "Wow, how can you say that you know you, you look everybody fucking knows unless they hate me that I'm not condoning what went on on that roof. They understand exactly, unless someone's fucking with themselves, you're fucking with me and and I don't have tolerance for it. You know that I don't fucking want a life lost, but you can taunt a dog with a stick and taunt it and taunt it and stick it and stick it to stick in the dog's eye and stick it in its stomach, hit him over the head, stick him in the ear, stick him in the ear. Guess what? I still don't want the person that's hitting the dog with the stick to get bit. I just want the dog to stop getting hit. That's my goal. That's the sign of a sane human being. You might feel like I hope that dog bites that person, but you go, at the end of the day, I just want the dog to stop getting hit with that stick. It's bleeding, and I just want it to stop it. But in the event when the dog bites the guy's hand and has to have his hand amputated, <laughs> I, I, what, mm-hmm. how long can you taunt people and show them disrespect? Before somebody goes f- – forget about when, a, when an insane person goes insane. Who knows whether you can take a sane person and make them go insane? You can't. Can you can – t- how many times would you ha- – what about a good dog with good, good temperament? How many times would you – have if it was really good, you could hit it over the head forever and it would never bite you, right? No way. Oh, no, but if it had a really good temperament, if it was the best dog with the best temperament – Then you could just hit it over the head. It would never turn crazy. You couldn't turn a dog, a good, well, sane dog crazy if you hit it over the head, right? If it was already, if it was really sane, right? No, that's not right. Oh, you could make a sane dog go crazy. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Show some. We have to just, and by the way, again, it's like you have to like, you have to throw some love to the good cops. You're, you're just hurting the cause if you don't throw love to those good cops, whatever you have to do, through a tweet, whatever you can do. They need your help, they need your lifeline. They are there, and that's the danger in anybody killing anybody. I mean, for, that, that's a stupid statement. What I'm saying is nobody knows. Like, you don't know that. But, but, but you know, it's been being done to black people.
0: If you're on Facebook, look up Officer Tommy Norman and just watch his videos. He is a good cop.
1: That's how my friend, uh, you know, I also, uh, I could probably say his name because I'm going to say high things, very great things about him. Scott, who is a police officer who also is a producer on the Daniel Tosh show or was, he actually submitted a video to uh, the, the Super Bowl, shot a video, and won. Uh, he does segment producing. No, I, you know what? That's not his title on the Tosh Show. It's a, some, some level of he goes – like he's a segment producer, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't, but it, he, it doesn't matter. But he's also a reserve officer. That means he doesn't get paid, but he went through the academy. I think they right. pay for you because they need reserve officers. So you have to work two days a month. I think that's the deal. And they need reserve officers because they don't, they don't get paid. So that helps the police department. And he's a really good cop. I mean, you know, he's so he is such an understanding, like just the way he deals with people. You know, if someone's strung out on drugs and they're laying next to a dumpster and the owner calls, oh, there's no reason you have to go up and treat someone like a piece of shit. And how he decides to give tickets, I I don't remember it, but I remember it. Wow, what a beautiful way. Like, I hate to give these people tickets, and I hate to give those people tickets. Like, who can I give? Nobody wants a ticket. But he says, it's very just hard for me to give somebody a hard-working person driving down the street at night. with it. He he really tries to be kind and decent to everybody. And so I, I really wanted to spend a lot of time talking about the good cops that are out there, not just saying, I know there's good cops, but so, you know so i I guess you know,
0: and again, if you are a good person and you think you would be a good cop and you have the
1: ability do it, now is the time. I think they would actually really listen you know when i when I used to do ride alongs with my friend John up in uh, Irvine, I was probably about time about 29 and and he said you know you would because pr- we talked about it you know I, I want about me being a reserve officer even when i was doing stand-up and he said you'd probably you'd pass very high orally you would pass very high orally the problem was with the gun and because uh, i don't like guns i'm scared of them you know and i'm not you know what i mean i'm not a comfortable right. guy i don't think i and by the way you know what it's more than that my aim it would be so off I, I i tried it once with a bb gun i couldn't even i was like shooting you know eight feet away and i was really trying Closed one eye. But I know they probably train you. And uh but one night we were doing a ride along and uh he said, yeah, may pretend he said, may pretend there's somebody right over there. And you had got called to their house. I'm like, well, I'd have a gun. He goes, oh, do you want my gun? I'm like, you're not going to give me your gun. He goes, I'll give you my gun. I don't think he would have given me his gun. But <laughs> I said, oh, you son of a bitch. I couldn't. I could not go into a dark backyard with a gun. With pepper spray, with a hand grenade, (laughs) I'd be too scared. He just blacked out the car. We pulled up. We were driving down through a neighborhood. He blacked out the car. He goes, oh, yeah, well, go ahead. Go do. Because that's the part he was saying I'd have trouble with. Because he knows I'm scared of the dark. You could have probably a physical altercation, too. I think I'd overuse the pepper spray on the right people. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey, don't use that word. Oops. (laughs) No, uh, part of the
0: Law Enforcement Academy, um, you do get pepper sprayed just so you know what it's like so you don't overuse it on someone else. That's why I just remember that. Uh, I'm going off topic here, but that cop at uh, UC Davis that pepper sprayed the protesters. Mm-hmm. That that infuriated me. He knows what that fucking feels like. And to just willy-nilly do it in someone's face, fuck you let
1: me tell you something (sighs) hold on can you mark this just to clean it up we're almost we're done like two minutes um oh oh let me tell you something I keep thinking of the YouTube clips, and the, one of the things that makes me the most angry, because this is the most juvenile, th- like, again, we said before, racism when you have a gun, or any hate, you know, the mo- more power you have, the more dangerous your racism is. And But just the buffoon-like, child-like behavior when they go up to someone with a camera, again, I'm not talking about when the cop approaches and he's actually cool. If you put a reel together... From all these clips online, you could make it uh, hours and hours of cops that are just going, you know, they know they just stand there. He goes, well, I'm just videotaping. And they go, I'm just standing here. Oh, because you don't want to walk away? The cop is being like a baby. You have a gun, baby. Makes me literally want to go, are you being a baby? You're being a baby? You have a goddamn gun. And you're being a baby? Because someone asked your name and you're not used to being asked your name, so you mumble it? They do that. They mumble it. They go, or they hold their badge up. Oh, my God, that is literally. And I hate when people use the word literally when it's not literally. That is literally. If someone asks your badge number and you just take your shirt and you pull it towards them, that is what a five-year-old would do. And you have a gun on that alone if I was the sergeant. On that alone, I go, hey, listen. It sucks when people ask for your badge because sometimes they're being dicks about it, officer. We know that, but some people just fucking want it. You're a big boy, right? If I ever fucking see you pull baby like we have guns and you're holding your badge up because you don't want to say my name is Lieutenant Blank, you say your badge number and you say your name. You have a gun and pepper spray. And you're holding your badge. That's this. Uh. Hold. Right. Uh. That's a kid. Say you're sorry. Uh. Then, if you're going to have that cop out there on that force with that ch- on that alone on that simple detail alone, then go home and give your five year old a gun and let him twirl it around. Because that is the behavior that you have someone... on You might think, Todd, really, have all the things you pick, the beatings and the clubbings and all that, on the uh, oh, yes, on the uh alone, that's when you remove that cop. You don't wait till uh, you're a, you are a big boy, and you have a gun, and you have a shit ton of power. Uh. Just playing little games. I don't care if people play them. You're held at a higher power. You're a goddamn cop, and you have a gun. Uh, Why is that fun for me to say? Because it's like, it simplifies it. Uh. If I saw any footage, if if there's a lieutenant that knows what he's doing and he has the right degree and he sees that mentality, on that alone, someone should be brought in. So, and I want to know two things and I'm going to find out. There's got to be a cop that ends up here in this. Would anonymous reports be an okay thing? Have they ever been a thing? Because if it's anonymous, I thought maybe it couldn't be anonymous. Because if it's anonymous, then why would? Why wouldn't there be more reports? What are the reports I think we should learn? How many reports? How many cops do report other cops? Can they do it anonymously? Because we know they could do it not anonymously. So if you know any of these questions, can a cop report another cop anonymously? Can he just do something anonymously? Because my friend said they know when cops, even if they don't get reported, no one wants to work with them. A good lieutenant figures it out. Why does nobody want to work with this guy? He goes, they figure it out. Alright. Well that's it. We finally did it. Oh Jesus. Wow. Aristotle, how are you doing? Sure I bring you over to this podcast. Um, you wanna bring us out of here with a little bit of uh pick something nice, Aristotle. What's up to you? leaving nerdist.com